sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Have you tried to read the Bible and got lost in all the names and the numbers? Have you wondered, if is there a big picture? And if so, what is it? Well, good news, there is, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode of Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback, so if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please email us. The easiest way to do that is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Uh, I'm joined in studio once again by Renee Kranz. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chris. Renee, who are you? I am uh, the interim director of communications for the Sioux Falls Diocese. I'm uh, married to my husband, Ryan, for 18 years. I have a two brothers and a sister and, of course, a mom and dad. And lots of nieces and nephews. And I was trying to think of something interesting. Okay, so it snowed last night, at least at the day we're recording. Yes. And when we were kids, we I remember one year we lived out uh, in the country uh, outside of Watertown. And one year it seemed to me like it snowed like eight hundred feet. You know, you're a kid; it must be eight hundred feet. And we they plowed our driveway, which was long, and all these mounds of snow over the side. And we like dug tunnels through these. And how we didn't die from collapsed snow, I have no idea. Now that I think back at that, it's like, that was kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, the 80s, so I'm from Central Minnesota. In the 80s, we definitely, I think, there were, we had snowier winters yeah, yeah. Um, than now. And I would, well, of course, for me. Well, and there's snowier in the north of South Dakota than in the south. That's true. Yeah. Um, yes. For <laughs> the, the engineers questioning their <laughs> statements. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Frozen planet oh, of Hoth. Yes. yes. So for me, as a little boy, like we lived out in the country as well, and I had two younger sisters, and they were not nearly as interested in Star Wars as me. You're like my brother then, because that's what he had. Yeah. So Total I was Star like, Wars geek. Two I, I, younger sisters. Yep, yep. Yep. So I would be out there, and I'd make my trenches and tunnels, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was like the rebels, whatever. Yep. yep he was. literally built a cardboard R2D2. It there you was go. great. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Enough about the weather. <laughs> That's that's what you got for us. That that was it. Okay. I had to think really on the fly, and I was like, "Snow." <laughs> so um, it's um, we're recording this on the fourth of February. Folks are listening to this on the twenty second or later. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> one of the cool things that that happened earlier this year—it's still a cool thing, but really got people's attention in January—has to do actually with. Reading the Bible, many people, I'm talking about reading the Bible in a year because a lot of people mm-hmm. try to do that. Mm-hmm. So what's the big mm-hmm. news about reading a Bible in the in, in, Is that, in Are a you year? talking about the Father Mike Schmitz yeah. thing? Yeah. I, I'm not doing it. But what's the big, what's the, what's the big deal? A lot of people read the Bible in a year. Why is, what's this Father Mike Schmitz thing all about? I think he's doing, is it every day? There's yep. like some piece you read yep. or you read or a he, video he or listen, something. It's, it's a podcast. Okay. So he's reading, um, he, it's, it's not just starting at Genesis going all the way through. He's drawing together our other parts. So you're hearing ah. more than one, but the big deal about it is, do you know what the big deal about it was back in January? No. 17 straight days. It was the number one podcast on iTunes. Wow. 
So Way all the go. podcasts that could be out there. Uh, yeah, he he was interviewed on uh, different like um, one. Uh, There's a political talk show that he was interviewed on conservative one nice. talking about Ben Shapiro's show. Oh, ben sure. Shapiro's yep. Orthodox Jew. Right. And he had Father Mike Schmitz on. <laughs> nice. He's had Bishop Robert Barron before too. Yep. But, um, on to talk about the fact that Father Mike's podcast was the number one podcast That's awesome. uh, kind of early, mid-January. Mm-hmm. So it's showing that there's some interest in people yeah. reading straight through. The problem, and many people have talked about this, the problem with reading the Bible straight through is some of those early books, especially Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy <laughs> you even to, Leviticus, yes, you get to live Numbers for that matter. <laughs> uh, the book of Numbers includes a lot of Numbers. Numbers. Oh, I'm going to avoid that Censuses one. of the different tribes of Israel. So, yeah, I'm going to avoid that. I'm just going to avoid the inspired word of God because it's just like really numbers. dull and boring. But, <laughs> I hate math. But, <laughs> sorry, Lord. So, a lot of, if you, when you, like the, the Bible in the year plan, where it's, it, especially the ones that are just straight through, start mm-hmm. with Genesis, end with Revelation, um, cover to cover, go. Um, it's usually Marchish when you start hitting those early, but tougher and when you start <laughs> less to think, compelling, can I really do this? <laughs> right. And most people don't right. Jeff Cavins, who's, who's really popularized, uh, an approach to reading, get, reading the Bible where you're really attentive to the big picture. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cavins, he, he, he tells, I mean, I just love how he sets it up. People, you know, they, they, they buy a new Bible, maybe leather cover. <laughs> they get their, their really fancy pen. I and their never notebook. did any yeah, of I can this. Tell you. And they set out on January 1st, new year's day genesis great and but then by the time they get to march i have read through the gospels right but the whole bible that's yeah that's so so what many people do is they try that like read the bible in a year and they, they just give up because especially for us um Unless we're biblical scholars, um, I think many, many Jewish people know, obviously, their scriptures, what we call the Old Testament well. But for we, as Christians, you just said, I've read the Gospels. Mm -hmm. We're very familiar because Mm -hmm. we hear them all the time with the New Testament, with the Gospels in particular. But when you're reading a lot of big parts of the Old Testament, which is most of the Bible, to be clear, most of the Bible is the Old Testament. Um, 46 books out of the 73 total are are in the Old Testament. Parts of it are just, they come across to us as mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> or confusing. Or confusing. Yeah. Or both. Right. <laughs> they come across that way. Now, it's kind of like my analogy here is... Um, if you've ever known somebody from a other country, but they're visiting and and you're well, you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Sorry about that, by the way. But have you ever tried to? That was earlier, earlier. You know that that, that the game where they lost. You know. Oh, you, the you NFC mean, championship. You mean the NFC championship, yeah, the one they, where the Vikings where didn't they, get to the playoffs. Lost. Hey, they didn't get to the Let's, Super Bowl. Like, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried to explain football to somebody who's clueless about football? Oh yes. Right. It's like they're they're like this is dumb. Like they quickly people, don't care. They don't care. Like this is. It's kind of like many many. Well, not what's well, changing, but people our age, yours and mine. Oh, that's right. No, our age, soccer. 
Yeah. I mean, what the heck? They're running around. I played like, it in grade uh, school, and that's yeah, the best and, I can tell you. <laughs> but, like, there are certain, like, uh, different sports where the rules are, wait, what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. Cricket. I have no idea what's going yeah. on in cricket. Yeah. Badminton. No <laughs> idea what's going on in badminton. So so when we don't understand it, mm-hmm. it comes, it, for us, it's it's boring. It's boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, like, now somebody doesn't know football, you're like, what do you mean it's boring? They're hitting each other, and they're running. Well, I have no, I don't get it. Right. And so it's boring. Well, I thought football was boring at one time too, because I didn't watch it. Because yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're done with football. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I think with the Old Testament, that that's why so much of it is dull or boring to us because we don't under like it's it doesn't make sense. We mm-hmm. don't get the game. You get like Genesis and stuff, and then right. kind of because lose there's it right because Genesis. What? How is Genesis different from, especially like Leviticus or Deuteronomy? There's a story right. to it. There's a narrative. There are characters. There's literally drama. Things mm-hmm. are happening. It's not just lists of liturgical laws. Right. It's not just lists of censuses of the different tribes of Israel. Right. Um, that's so. So there's the the one way to read the Bible, which is hard for many people, is just straight through beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Because unless we've we're really willing to dig deep in terms of getting study Bibles and commentaries, we're going to get lost in those minutia when mm-hmm. we when we get to them. What um, folks like Jeff Cavins, Jeff was not the first. He'd tell you that definitely, but he's probably today for Catholics at least the most well known popularizer of another approach. That focuses on books like Genesis that tell the story of Scripture, Mm -hmm. that are narrative in nature. So the Bible, 73 books, they're all... There's all sorts of different genres in right. the Old Testament. So you're so you're a you're a writer. What, what genre? If you explain genre to somebody, what does that mean? Uh, it could be like a romance novel. It could be sci-fi, um, fiction, nonfiction. Right. Uh, there's a lot of genre. Yeah, I mean. History, self-help, yes, right, History. self-help, current event, yeah. Yep. If you kind of go into a bookstore, like a physical bookstore, mm-hmm. they'll still exist. Yep. And then <laughs> the little headings that they'll yep. have, um, oftentimes on, on those are genres on yeah. the aisles, the shelves. Those are the kind of the different genres of book, mm-hmm. the type of book. Uh, Bishop Robert Barron, we talked, maybe we talked about this a few weeks ago when we did uh, in our episode on on how and why to read the Bible, or how, why and how to read the Bible. I think I may have mentioned it then. He he does this great. Do you take the Bible literally? And his response when somebody asks him skeptically, "Will you take the Bible literally?" His response is, "Do you take the library literally?" <laughs> well, and the response that well it depends the section yeah. I'm in. Yeah, like the historical section. Yes, yes. Uh, the poetry section. No, no. roses are red, section? violets no. are blue, blue. We just celebrated um, Valentine's <laughs> Day. You don't take Valentine's Day cards literally most of the time. It's poetry, right? It conveys truth, but in in um, a metaphorical style. Right. The same thing is true with the Bible. There's a whole bunch of genres within Scripture. Uh, and, and, and if you want to understand the big picture, the story, you focus on the ones that tell historical stories. So okay. uh, there are, uh, I think, four – well – there's 14-ish, 17 probably, more technically, 17 narrative books in the Old Testament. So the four Gospels, okay. yep. four Gospels and Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament are the five books that, that tell the oh, story like of Jesus and the early church. Okay. They'll be historical. Okay. The others, you know, think about Paul's letter to the Romans. He's, he's 
teaching the Romans, right. the Christians in Rome, about something. But he's not telling a story of, frankly, he's, he hasn't been to Rome yet, but he, he, he wasn't telling the story of, when I was in Rome, this is what right. I did. No, his letter to the Romans is not a historical account. Um, he, it's, a, it's a teaching document, yeah. in a sense. <clears throat> so um, the Gospels and Acts of the Apostles from the New Testament, the Old Testament, books like Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, even though it has a lot of numbers, there's still a narrative. <laughs> Joshua, Judges, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, um, and Maccabees one. And I feel like I'm missing one, but you can you can look up which mm-hmm. ones exactly right. are. But that approach is really helpful because we what you're doing there is you're seeing the progression of how God um, is of God's people throughout history, but more importantly, how God is interacting with his right. people right. throughout history. Which is really the important thing to understand, right. I think, through the Bible. Well, um, One of the important things. It's it's like it's like the foundation. Mm-hmm. You should start there. Then what, um, again, Jeff and many others do is they show you how the other books of the Bible complement the narrative right. books. Right. So you're going through the Bible with the narrative books. And once you've done that, then you can go back in and suddenly it's like understanding the rules of the game. When you get the big picture, suddenly um, the detailed liturgical laws of Leviticus make a lot more sense than they did when I was trying to read it chronologically. Right. Because I've gone through the big picture, especially if you use a a study program, whether it be a book or a video series to that can do some explaining, unpacking or commentary or whatever. You can go back in and see how the other ones fit in. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So have yep. you ever, a um, couple things here, have you ever tried to read the Bible yourself? You kind of jokingly said earlier, uh, I intuited that you had. Yeah. Like, no, well, let's start there. Have you attempted this before? I have attempted to read the Bible from the beginning. I think I got, I think I got through Genesis and into Exodus. I don't know if I got any further than that. I don't, it's been a while ago. Um. Why do you remember why you stopped? You don't Please want to don't tell make us. Me say it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> maybe maybe off air. Okay. Um, now, since then, have you done any of the things like the Great Adventure Bible Timeline or the other? Uh, that's that's Jeff Caven's video program. Um, John Bergsma, Doctor John Bergsma, has a great little book called Bible yes. Basics for Catholics with cartoons and everything. Uh-huh. Um, that's like you, one of my favorite books, honestly. So have you read it? I have read it. I love it. It. It like makes everything so much clearer. My husband read it, loved it. The little drawings are hilarious. Yeah, they're they're his. Doctor Bergman was actually a great sketcher. You cartoonist. can't tell by the drawings; <laughs> they're just stick they're, people. Well, I know, but they're I, I love them. That's why. That's <laughs> I what know, I mean. They're that's great. Why they're great. Yeah. No, that that book actually really it just lays it out in a way that makes sense. And uh, we don't have the um, what is the other one? The the graded. Great Adventure, Adventure Bible. Bible. We don't have the Bible. We have the timeline. Yeah, yeah. The chart. There's yeah, a chart. The chart. Right, right. Yeah. Have you ever gone through that study, the video study? No. No. Um, I'd the, like to. There's a there's a book version of the video study called Walking with God. Oh, okay. So if you, um, you listeners, um, Jeff Cavins, Dr. Tim Gray wrote a book called Walking with God. Uh, I highly recommend it. Bible Basics for Catholics mm-hmm. by Dr. John Bergsma. Um, Scott Hahn, Dr. Scott Hahn's book, A Father Who Keeps His Promises, mm-hmm. is another one that sort of goes through basically the, salvation history. And, salvation yeah, history, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, by focusing on the narrative, yep, we begin to see 
that that is the story. Yeah. Literally narrative means story. That's the story of scripture. And then it helps us make more sense of all the other things. I think the Bible basics for Catholics, the thing I liked about that was he talks about each of the covenants. And that was really helpful to see that there's been all these covenants throughout history. And then the last covenant with Jesus and it just, it just all kind of falls into place. And you're like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> that it clearly you were inspired to say that, Renee, because that's what we're going to be talking about next. Of if you're just tuning in, you listen. <laughs> happens all the time. Uh, you listen to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and Renee Kranz and I today are talking about the Bible's big picture. Yeah. So there's this progression mm-hmm. of the historical books. Um, if you just focus, like if you picked one of the Gospels, uh, like Luke, because Luke is uh, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke and Acts, so it's sort of like Volume mm-hmm. One, Volume Two the story of Jesus and the story of the early church. Um, if you pick those two from the new Testament, then there's 12 other books from the old Testament that tell you the overall story of scripture. Um, what you see when you read the narrative books is what you were talking about mm-hmm. just a moment ago, that maybe if not a, or if not the key word, a key word sort of for unlocking uh, the 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 mystery, if you will, of the Bible is the the reality of a covenant. Mm-hmm. So you, re- as you said, you read um, John Bergman's book about mm-hmm. basics for Catholics. So what is a covenant? Uh, it's basically a, a promise or like a um, God is making you part of His family, right? So, so um, a, con- a, a covenant as opposed to a contract. So what's right. what, what's a contract? A contract is between two parties and just like an agreement. You're not becoming family. You're yeah. not. So yeah, yeah, a covenant is very different that way. A marriage covenant right. is similar. So in, in a contract, there's an exchange of goods. Right. Um, we do, we, we, there's contracts all the time. Every time or you go services, to the store, yeah. goods or yeah. services, you go to a store, uh, they give you certain goods and you give them some money. Right. There's an exchange of goods, right. monetary good versus the, the whatever it is, mm-hmm. or as you said, or services. Covenant, there's no exchange of goods. There's an exchange of persons. Right. So as you, yeah, you sort of, it's, it's a, you become um, a familial bond, if you will. Right. So you think of like, um, I think an idea of, of ancient tribes, Middle Eastern tribes where you'd enter into a covenant. So a deep agreement, not just sort of a, a pinky, pinky promise kind of thing, but that we're like, we're joining our families together, mm-hmm. our tribes together, whatever mm-hmm. it is, for whatever reason, political alliance or whatever right. it might be. Well, yeah, God enters into a covenant with humanity um, in a variety of ways throughout scripture. And so when you read these, these um, narratives of books of scripture, that's what you see. This this progression of covenants mm-hmm. between God and humanity. It's and it's always even the because somebody might say, whoa, 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 what do you mean? God's making a covenant with an individual or a group of people. Yes, but it's always with the the rest of humanity ultimately mm-hmm. in view. Or at least it's yes, because it's leading up to that. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So do you all right, so you, you know all about the covenants, do you? All Renee? about them, for sure. <laughs> do you know so uh John Bergsma in his preface he talks about how the covenants there are mediators on mountaintops. Like the covenants are all sort of they happen on top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um uh 
quote unquote closer, not literally, but metaphorically closer to God. Right. Uh, and, and, and we've got these six covenants with You're six mediators. You're going to ask me to name them all, aren't you? I'm giving you time. Six <laughs> mediators, and they're up on a mountain, um, and, and God forms with them, and sometimes with them as a representative of a larger group, uh, establishes a covenant. Mm-hmm. Do you know the six covenantal mediators of the Bible? I will try to name them. Go ahead. Okay, so you have Adam. Check. Noah. Yes. Abraham. Very good. Moses. Yes. How many is that? Four. Two, <laughs> two to go. more. You know the last one. Okay, well, I know the last one is Jesus. Okay, so is it David? Boom. You win. I win. Well what done. do I yeah. win? So, so <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, for Renee Kranz. Uh, the esteem I, of my colleague, Chris. You, yes, exactly. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Moses, mm-hmm. David, Jesus. And when you, and, and this is where um, Scott Hahn has done a lot of work to help many cap popularize this understanding of, of the covenants and their significance. And what he points out is um, it's widening. Right. Every time a, a, the, these major covenants are established, it's with a larger group. Right. So Adam, Adam the, the covenant with Adam involves him and Eve. Two. It's just two. So a couple. Noah. Maybe Noah and his family. Family. Abraham. Well, Abraham and his family and his descendants? The, his tribe. Right. Okay, right. So larger, sure. right? Yep. Moses? Uh, that would be the people of Israel. The nation yep. of Israel. David? That's all the tribes of Israel? So it's still the it, nation, it, but now it's yeah. a kingdom. Okay, so it's, it's right. The, 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 it establishes the, the kingdom. Yeah, the kingdom. Right. And then Jesus. Everyone. Everyone. Yes. Universal, right? The one holy Catholic apostolic church. Catholic means universal. So, excuse me, with Jesus, the covenant is now for everyone. Again, God's intention had always been, so let's go, the, the easiest example that I can think of, well, Adam, because he's the first a man, Adam and Eve, the first human beings, but Abraham through the Abraham and his descendants would be a blessing to the nations. Mm-hmm. So there, there is always a view to all of humanity um, right. in mind, but it's accomplished. It's achieved with Jesus. Right. So you see this progression of the covenants throughout the narrative, well, throughout scripture, but particularly the narrative books where you're smiling. This is a question. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that maybe is going to throw this whole conversation Uh-oh. off. And if so, then just Uh-oh. say, no, we're not talking about okay. that. Why not just send Jesus right at the beginning uh, <laughs> and um, skip all these leading up to covenants. So the, um, I'm going to throw it off. Say Irenaeus. Nope. Okay. Say Irenaeus, uh, in the second century, I think, I think one fifties, it might be two fifties, second or third century. Okay. Um, might be third century. St. Irenaeus of Léon, so modern-day France, talked about how God is a good and patient teacher. Okay. So what God does is prepare humanity for the coming of... There's prep... Because of our sinfulness, Mm -hmm. there's prep work that has to be done before we can get to the finale. Okay. So think about a story. Mm Mm-hmm. You why didn't they, why the didn't they just blow up the, the second Death Star to begin with? <laughs> that 
That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I've been wondering that all the time. The, 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 the climax of the story is just that. It's the climax. Sure. Um, now, okay, well, why didn't you rewrite the story? To start? Well, then be, there wouldn't be a story. There wouldn't be, like, be a story. Blew up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so in this case, humanity had to be prepared. Okay. God sought to prepare humanity through the Israelites for the the coming of Jesus. So St. Paul says, in the fullness of time. So when okay. time, in a sense, was complete. And when, by time, they mean history, up to, salvation. Yes. Yeah, salvation yeah, history. Yep. yep. So, so Not all of time. Correct. So it's sort of like, um, if you think of a woman who's giving birth, like uh-huh. it's sort of like... Um, the universe is waiting, expecting the universe is in a sense pregnant. I mean, Jesus doesn't come for the universe. I don't want to get into heretical trouble here, but you get the metaphor, right? Yeah. So um, the fullness of time when the baby is due, the baby was born. Right. Right. So uh, in a sense, everything leading up to was God preparing not just his people, Israel, but all people for the coming of his son. Right. Well, and I mean, you had to get more people too. You didn't let's have to just, get more people. Just, right, 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 right. He did try with Adam and Eve right? to have things. The right. Way, yeah. They were supposed to be, but, so. but they weren't. So uh, I don't think you threw me too far <laughs> okay, off good. with that question. <laughs> you could have said no. <laughs> but the big, the big picture there is you see this progression of mm-hmm. covenants where you can see that there is a plot. So it's, it's not an aimless story. Right. Right. So we focus on the story. It's going somewhere. You see a widening of these of, of God's covenant family. He wants to bring more and more people more in. More and more people. And that's I think it's important to, to note that too, to bring them into his family. You and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, talked about um, the good news of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how it's the saving life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who is both Messiah and Lord. Right. And saving, we're not just saved from sin, death, the devil, hell. We're saved for divine sonship. Right. That's where the story's going. God desires to bring us again into his covenant. Right. Where there's an exchange of persons. So so you think about that when we enter into this story that the Bible is telling, which is what we're all called to do. Mm -hmm. This is not just history in the past. This is something that we're being invited today in 2021. This is something that we're all invited to do. We're entering into a covenant. There's an exchange of persons. We literally receive God himself. Think of Holy Communion. Right. We literally, right. But, but even in baptism, we receive the power. God comes to dwell within us. Mm-hmm. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's something that actually happens. And in turn, we enter into the Blessed Trinity. We're in the midst of God himself, in a sense, dwelling in the midst of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as his really, literally, truly adopted sons and daughters. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of an under. That's that's really good. That's nice. It's it's a fantastic (laughs) thing. Well, and think about all those people who might not have come along if they hadn't had that chance to learn, figure it out, right over that time. So the the way, just as we're coming up, uh, just a. Less than a minute to go, Renee. Um, there is a story of in the Bible, and it's not an aimless one. It's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I would still say, you don't if you use a study guide, use Bible Basics yeah. for Catholics, use Walking with God by Jeff Kevins, use A Father Keeps His Promises, but don't let that replace reading the Bible right. yourself. 
Do you have any final thoughts, comments for words of advice or wisdom for no. readers? I, I would really recommend that the book Bible Basics for Catholics. It's it's a eye opener, right. I think. Yeah. So, um, and and just to close, kind of, I touched this on on this already. This story has it, this is the never ending story. Right. <laughs> this is a story that is continuing on today, and each one of us is invited into it. So, I think it's important for you to listen to this. This is not about the past. This is about the present and the future, mm-hmm. and it involves you and I as well. It is the big picture of the Bible. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.